Hey everyone, Evan the Paramedic Coach. Welcome to the Paramedic Coach Podcast. I'm going to share with you this podcast episode, all my best EMS mnemonics. These are the exact mnemonics that I used to get me through paramedic ride time clinicals. And most importantly, get me through my first year as a cleared medic and through all that precepting and all that. And it really shaped me as a paramedic. I want to give a big shout out to one of my mentors, John Belinsky Jr., who is a practicing physician assistant who actually shares some of these mnemonics. Now, some of these are John's mnemonic and some of these are my own. And some of these are a hybrid. I kind of put my own EMS twist on it. So I really hope that you enjoy these. It shaped my career, shaped my teaching. And uh, I really want to share it with you. So let's get into it. So the first mnemonic is with patients who wheeze. So if you are a wheezing patient, meaning you have bronchoconstriction, we listen to lung sounds and we hear wheezing, meaning the bronchioles are very constricted. We think AAC. AAC is what wheezes, asthma, anaphylaxis, COPD. My next mnemonic for you is anybody with altered mental status. Hit him first with the four S's. For me, the A-E-I-O-U tips, it just never sunk in my head. So I made my own up. And it's called the four S's. And if it's not one of the four S's, then hit him with N-O-T. It's not one of the four S's, N-O-T. So it's four S's at N-O-T. Sugar, check a blood sugar. S number two is stroke. So do a stroke scale. Next is sepsis like pneumonia or UTI. Next is seizure. Any seizure meds like in their history, like, you know, Keppra, Dilantin, for example. If it's not one of those four S's, then hit him with N-O-T. So N would be Narcan. Well, I think of Narcan, of course, they get opiate overdose, but I think, are there any drugs at play here? Could it be any kind of overdose? Oh, for oxygen, did we get an SpO2 yet? Could this patient just be hypoxic? And that's why they're altered. And the final T is for trauma. Why is this T so important? People forget to expose their patient when they're confused. So you need to expose your patient. You need to check for sneaky head trauma. Look under that hat. Look under that winter hat. Look under that coat. Is there major bleeding that we're missing or major trauma that we're missing in their hypovolemic or that's why they're altered? So that's my little altered mental status mnemonic. Hope you enjoyed that one. Now, I got a few more free I want to share with you in this podcast. Now, the next one I want to share with you is with documentation. You got a patient that has chest pain or you've done an EKG. They could possibly be having a heart attack. How do you remember the risk factors when you document on your chart? So this is called SAD CHF. These are the risk factors for having cardiac disease or cardiac event. SAD CHF. S for smoking, A for age, advanced age, D, the number one risk factor, diabetes, C is for high cholesterol, H for hypertension, high blood pressure, and F, family history of heart attacks, very young, or cardiac disease. Now, the next one, these next two are probably my overall favorite, and these are John Belinsky's core mnemonics, and I'm going to show you how to use them for EMS. So, the first one is Who's your papa? So with chest pain, we say, who's your papa, right? P-A-P-P-A. So here's what it is. The first P is pericarditis. 
does your patient show signs of pericarditis, right? So, for example, if we lean the patient back, oh, the pain gets worse. We lean them forward, oh, I feel so much better, right? The area that we look for in pericarditis, remember, is on EKG, we see ST elevation everywhere, PR depression, and the elevations everywhere doesn't make any sense. Not like a STEMI, it's all over the place. And don't forget about that PR depression. Now, the A is for acute coronary syndrome. So don't forget here to do an EKG. Chest pain, shortness of breath, nausea, vomiting, back pain, epigastric pain. I'm so weak, I can't get out of bed. Syncope, right? ACS. The next two P's, tension, well, well, yeah, it would be tension pneumothorax, but pneumothorax is the P, so pneumothorax. And then... The next P is pulmonary embolism. And the final A is an aneurysm. I actually think about this. I know it's chest pain, but I think about, well, pain from your neck to your hips. Think about, could it be an aneurysm, whether it's a thoracic or a AAA? Something to keep in mind. So that's the mnemonic for chest pain. The best way to use, use the mnemonics before we go on to the next one here, which is difficulty breathing. And then we have a respiratory assessment, which is really cool too is when your preceptor or your instructor or clinician says, hey, he's got chest pain, you know, what, what are you thinking about? You literally can just say these mnemonics. And then when you're doing your evaluation of the patient, the whole point of these mnemonics is not to look cool. It is so that your patient gets to provide good care and you're looking out for the worst case scenarios of their chief complaint. And you're evaluating your patient's for these critical emergencies and you don't get burned when you use a mnemonics because not only you're providing good care, but you're covering yourself. And then because you have the mnemonics, you're documenting that you assessed for all these things. How cool is this? It's very cool. And it helped me and shaped my career tremendously. Got two more here for you I want to give you in this video. The next one here is on a respiratory assessment. So I want to introduce you to my pirate owl mnemonic. So how can you tell someone the status or how can you document the status really well of your respiratory patients? So the first thing is it's a pirate owl mnemonic. So here's the mnemonic. It's R, 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 owl, O-W-L. So R like a pirate and then owl. So RR is what's the respiratory rate? O, what is the O2 sat? W, what is the words per sentence when they're speaking? Are they speaking at all? And then the L is, what is their breathing status? Is it labored, non-labored? How is the breathing status? If you are doing a transfer of care to a nurse and you want to, or a doctor and you want to tell them or another first responder and you want to tell them how sick your patient is. Tell them the RR owl and they will know. For example, look at the difference between these two patients I'll share with you now. Patient A has a respiratory rate of 20, an O2 sat of 96, worst per sentence is full sentences, and breathing is mild in breathing. Now look at patient two. Patient two, we have a respiratory rate of around 30. We also have an O2 set of 90% on room air. 
under words per sentence, we're about two to three words per sentence, and the breathing is moderately labored. Who's more sick? Clearly, patient B, I only told you four pieces of information, and you can see the status on who's sick and who's not. Pretty cool? All right, there's your pirate owl. And I also use that in my documentation. You can just write out the pirate owl, right? That's a legit, you know, mnemonic out. But you write out, when I first approached the patient, the respiratory rate was this, the O2 sat was this, the words per sentence was this, and the breathing was when lung sounds were as follows. Pretty fair? Now, here's a way to not get burned with respiratory patients. And if you don't know what I mean by this slang, what I mean by getting burned is, let's say someone calls you for difficulty breathing, and they had a pulmonary embolism, and you completely missed it as the paramedic or EMT. And that patient has a bad outcome. That's what getting burned means. The reason why a monitor so powerful is you are evaluating for the absolute worst case scenarios first and working your way down. Unlike some providers, what they unfortunately do is they think, oh, what, what's the best odds this is a heart attack? This, uh, this doesn't seem like a heart attack. We don't think best case scenario in EMS. This is not a dreamland. This is EMS. This is life and death. We think of the worst case scenario first because this person has literally called 911. This is their worst day. So we think worst case. So the next mnemonic here is we do not want to make a horrid, H-O-R-I-D, a horrid mistake and miss something when your patient has pulmonary symptoms, when your patient can't breathe. You don't want to make a horrid mistake. H, check their heart. So what, is that, what do I mean by check their heart? Well, I mean, do an EKG. Could this be like an ACS? Like a, could this be a heart attack? ACS means acute coronary syndrome, heart attack, obviously, myocardial infarction. Are they having a heart attack, basically? The second part of that heart is, are they having a CHF flare-up? Check for JVD, check for hypertension, check for rails, check for edema in the legs, check for fluid in the lungs, so on and so forth. Next, O for obstruction. Could this be a foreign body airway obstruction or any sort of obstructive you know, pathology this patient could be in? R is for reactive, hidden with AAC, reactive airway, like wheezing. So that's like bronchoconstriction. AAC is a mnemonic, by the way, remember that one? So asthma, anaphylaxis, COPD. I is for infection. So could this be pneumonia is the big one here. Any sort of viral, bacterial infection could they have? And D is for death, which is pulmonary embolism or pneumothorax, and yes, Touch pneumothorax, obviously, is the worst kind of pneumothorax we're going to look for, right? So if we evaluate, you get someone with difficulty breathing. You walk up. Okay. All right. I don't want to make a horrid mistake here. Let's do an EKG. If I do an EKG, that will cover my heart. Okay, let me get lung sounds. Okay, lung sounds. That will cover... Do I hear rails? Do I hear ronchi? Do I hear wheezing? Do I hear clear? So I'm checking off O, I'm checking off R, I'm checking off heart, I'm checking off I, I'm checking off D, and I'm evaluating all this and seeing what feedback I get from the patient's history, history of the event. Same with chest pain. Okay. All right. I got chest pain. All right. Who's your papa? P-A-P-P. Okay. Here we go. So I'm going to do an EKG. Do I see pericarditis? A sign symptoms of it. Do it. I'm doing an EKG. 
They, they have signs of a heart attack. We went over those, right? Um, any signs of PE or risk factors for PE or, or you know, uh, pneumothorax, pulmonary embolism, aneurysm. Are they hypotensive? And I don't know why, right? Do they have risk factors for pulmonary embolism like, you know, long travel, long plane rides, birth control, smoking, uh, recent surgeries, for example, right? So these are the things we're thinking about. And this is, I really, really hope, my goal is podcast. If I can improve one patient outcome and you not making a mistake and the patient sees a better benefit of that and this podcast does that in one call, yes, like that was my goal. So I hope you really got a lot of value out of this podcast and I'll see you in the next one and I'll see you there. Now, a lot of you asked in the comments about how to prepare for school, how to get through school and how to pass NREMT. The first link in the description is a study tool that I give to all my students to accomplish all of that. It's called the Video Vault. Inside the Video Vault is over 480 videos of content, audio files, worksheets, practice quizzes, our community group. What I do in the Video Vault is take all the concepts you need to know to pass school at NREMT and I break them down simply for you so that way, you just follow along with the videos, you follow the study plan, and you pass. I give my students lifetime access in the first link in the description, and I'll see you on the inside.